You ever wonder why so many people hate cockroaches, especially women? Why is that? It can't hurt them. It doesn't bite. And humans are a thousand times bigger, so why are they so afraid of it? Because it's ugly. And welcome to the Malbowls. This is Regarding Spawn, the world's best Spawn podcast. I'm your co-host, John Fisher. I'm your co-host, David Williams. Yes, and this is Martez, or um, I do stand-up comedy. I go by DJ Sliderbite on the internet. DJ Sliderbite is here. Woo! Yes. Welcome, welcome. That means I don't have to make a whole bunch of bad jokes because good jokes will be incoming. Uh, you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna try my best. This subject matter is a little, a little, little iffy in this book. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little weird. Yeah, sorry, I didn't really, I don't remember how weird it was. Whenever I we so signed up for it, it's absolutely yeah. wild. I I can't decide if it's good or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's it got some interesting stuff, but um. So welcome. This is regarding Spawn, where each week we talk about. Usually two issues from Spawn's universe. This week we're doing one because it's an oversized issue. It's a beefy boy. This is Unwanted Violence, number one, all the way from January 2023. Uh, so about exactly a year ago it came out. It is... Interesting. Your, I mean, I guess it is a wild book. Yeah. But we'll get into it. Uh, what is your history with Spawn, Martez? Just the, the movie from the 90s. Right. Uh, the, the movie from the 90s. And then I've seen the show, the, the cartoon on HBO. Oh, yeah. But, but it's one of those things I need to rewatch as an adult to kind of get the magnitude of it. Because I remember I remember I worked at a movie theater for 10 years. And I remember one of my managers complaining about they didn't show a big boss battle with Spawn and some other guy. It just showed the guy trying to hunt Spawn down. And then all of a sudden, just Spawn just had a whole bunch of... His, his like body parts are just laying around. They didn't even show it in the cartoon. I want to rewatch that as an adult to see and see if it still holds up. It's good. I've been I've been watching it off and on for the last like year or so. The the movie is wild. It's something. It's something. <laughs> but the, yeah, the the cartoon the cartoon is pretty good, yeah. I loved the movie as a kid. Oh yeah. Oh, I got two questions. Did the cartoon end like where it just did they give it an ending or did it just get canceled where they just didn't finish? I think it got canceled after like three Yeah, it wasn't like a definitive end. Yeah, it ends. Okay. It ends on several questions that never get answered. And, but I remember specifically, it was like some kind of. Um, it was a woman that was like an angel, and she fought people. And, and and like I remember, her secretary was like, "Hey, there's another spawn." And then they showed a flashback of her killing other spawns. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And so I didn't know if he fought her or not. I just remember seeing that. That's Angela, and Angela is no longer the property of Todd McFarlane Productions. <laughs> she belongs to Marvel. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they got. She was created by Neil Gaiman uh, in Spawn, and then they had a falling out, and he got the rights to her and sold her to Marvel. Okay, I don't get to. And what is Marvel doing with that property? Like, it, are they doing anything with it? She's an Asgardian. She is Loki and Thor's brother. 
<laughs> no, okay. Sister, All right. Yeah, sister, yeah, sister brother, sister, it's whatever. It's not that complicated. They're, they're Asgardians. It doesn't really matter. How many how many things has Loki been? So was she so they were she was that woman that they shoehorned in in that one in the one Loki movie? She was the villain? Uh kind she, of she had a I little bit. I don't think she's been in the any of the movies yet. She's only been in the comics. Hera's also their sister though. So I think yeah. it's like I know what you mean. And I think they're both the sisters. Okay, yeah, because I just felt like they kind of shoehorn that plot in just to have a like a woman villain. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was one of those things that just kind of didn't make sense. I thought, dude, I thought that was the same character. Yeah, no, no, Angela's different, but she's she joined the Guardians of the Galaxy for a little bit in the comic books. She's been all over the place. No, okay, all right, yeah, that's um, that's hilarious then. Okay, because they totally set that up, and I thought that was going to be a big big fight or something like that. But I think they do fight in the cartoon. I know that there's a lot of unused like film cells of Angela doing stuff for the series, so I think she might have been bigger Planned. in the in the upcoming season that got canceled. Okay, so. yeah, but yeah, she's uh, no longer part of Spawn's universe. But this is which sucks because she was awesome. She was awesome, but this is I guess you call it a two shot. A two shot. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like a one shot, but it's a two shot. A twofer. A wham bam. No, thank you, ma'am. A- that would be three issues. A wham bam. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah, you don't want to thank anyone for this. The uh, I don't really know. I was looking for any kind of interview online. I don't know what inspired Todd McFarlane to, to break off and do this. Maybe he wanted to work with this artist. I'm not exactly sure, but it's just kind of this little side story. But, Martez, we always start out by talking about the covers, because Spawn's got all the covers, and this one's just kind of... Is it Mike Del Mundo does the cover too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it does everything. It's Spawn up on the building... There's this cape going everywhere. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. I have the only variant, which is just the all-natural owl version. So no trade dress, nothing. So it looks pretty cool. It's like a poster. It's really good. He's got that glowing green orb. He's got the the foopty-foopty of the cape. It's great. There's a big-ass moon. He's up on a church. Pretty classic spawn stuff. Although that's that's like a grave on the top of a high-rise building. So... How how important do you have to be? Yeah, because like, look, he's on top of a building because he's looking down on the city, and then there's a grave. Yeah. How important do you have to be to be buried at the top of a high? <laughs> or maybe Probably it's a church. He spent a lot of time sitting on churches. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, it's, not, it's something where this little um, this symbol is. But I get what you mean, though. This this symbol, it's like a cross yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, it looks it looks like a grave, but it's probably just the cross on the top of a. Because that's that's at least 50% of the animated series, him just sitting on top of that church being like, what is going on? Yeah, he sits on a church in the movie, too. <laughs> Before he got his secret base, he used to love to chill in churches. Best place to brood. Best place to brood. So we pop open that cover, and we've got the credits here. We're going to run through the credits. So we got script and plot by Todd McFarlane. Yes, indeed. Art by Mike Del Mundo. Uh, it's excellent art, at least. Excellent art. Colors by Mike Del Mundo and Marco D'Alfonso. Lettering is Tom Wojciechowski and Anne World Design. Cover artist is Mike Del Mundo. Todd McFarlane's creative director and editor-in-chief is Thomas Healy. Hell yeah. So it just starts with the beginning of conflict, which is just like, what? Okay. Conflict. When did it start? <laughs> it just shows like a bunch of like really bad stuff in the last, like uh, I don't know. Yeah, last, last few years. years or so. Maybe even longer back than that. I don't know if migrants sleeping under like a blanket. You got a guy get arrested. Just people getting mowed down by a tank. That's no good. 
There's like a not good like at like all. A bounty hunter mask with like bombs on it. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. But essentially, it's it's saying that conflict boils down to <laughs> to people can't get along. It says that conflict started with Eve, not because Eve did anything, but just because. Adam now was no longer alone and had to learn to live with other people, which is actually pretty hard to do, learning to live with other people, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's true. That what is what conflict is. You no longer get to just sit on the couch in your underwear. You have to put on pants. What's that? Pants. Nonsense. Yeah, put on pants. You got to tolerate people sometimes. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I, I just love that it starts with, like, this is what conflict is. And the second page is awesome with that cape. Yeah, it's awesome. It also it also firmly firmly establishes that this is a small right foot spawn for this these couple of issues. So I'm pro. Yeah, he doesn't have the big boot because see, in some boot. versions of Spawn, he's a big right foot boot, Martez. So you got to watch out for that big boot. Oh, really? Does that mean something different or something? It's just later on. Yeah, his original design, his feet looked the same. And then after like 30 issues or so, they were like, let's make one foot really big and spiky. <laughs> and I just like the, the magic feet. No, okay. That might have been something I've, I've noticed before that, 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 or never really paid attention to. Now I'm going to pay attention to it. Yeah, he's got to watch his feet. Every month or so on Reddit, somebody's like, why does he have one big foot? What's that for? <laughs> And everybody's just like, it looks cool. What? Why does it matter? It's his big foot to stomp on people. But he gets like, yeah, there's like people in his cape. Yeah. Crying. And there's bats. Bats flying around. It's a real good two-page spread. No, I, I like this page a lot, yeah. We just like focus more on, apparently Al is an empath and can feel the emotional screams of everyone who's been oppressed, which is something I don't think we've explored before. Have we explored that he... He can feel the emotions of oppressed peoples. I feel like it might have been mentioned, maybe, but it's, it's not something we really explore a lot. You're right. Empathy isn't something you typically uh, associate with people from hell, so. <clears throat> issue to issue, David. <laughs> right, issue to issue. Speaking of issues, we got Mark here. Him's waking up in the morning, washing his face. We learned that Spawn has a bed, which Hell Guy's got to sleep, I guess, but he never uses it. All right. Yeah, see this guy, this guy here, this is Mark, and he is like his man in the chair. Yeah, he does all the tech. He does all the tech for him, uh, and he lives in his secret base. Well, <laughs> it was has forced to live in his secret base. Was just forced like, to taken live in his there secret base as well. Which for somebody who can feel the emotions of oppressed people to then <laughs> abduct a guy, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. So is this a theme? Because they don't show, they they never set up like him being abducted, put in this place. Yeah, that, that happens in the main, in the main series. So Spawn's on issue, like almost to issue 350 on the main Spawn issue. So there's a ton of Spawn and this is just a spinoff, but it's, it's assuming you have the knowledge of stuff that's happened. So you're kind of jumping in a little bit. But it's hard. You kind of have to because what else are you going to do? Read 350 issues of Spawn like, <laughs> like I do? Yeah, no, 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 that's understandable. Yeah, it, it was just, you know, it was just, just no, just, just didn't understand yeah. this guy's predicament. You just see him in here. And yeah. He yeah, he was a know. reporter that was like forced to come work here at Spawn's secret lair and look at Spawn's bed <laughs> <laughs> and hang out with Sigor and all that. I think Spawn would have a bigger bed. You think he, that, that could hold like a leg because he's got big, beefy legs. 
He's got big beefy legs, I know. Also, we just learned that he weighs 600 pounds, so hopefully that's a good, uh, that's a good strong bed. But so, so Spawn's just chilling in a chair, <laughs> brooding. He's doing the the classic. Yeah, he's just he's just like chilling in the dark mm-hmm. in a computer chair, which is a creepy thing to do. And then he decides to to change back into his human form, and he's got actual sunglasses here, Johnny. He doesn't have necroplasm sunglasses. No, he picks them up. So, uh, Martez, spawns are fueled by what's called necroplasm. It's a green hell goo, and they can use it kind of like Green Lantern's ring to make anything that they can think of. They can make disguises, they can make weapons, they can make sunglasses, particularly. And in the main title, Spawn makes his sunglasses from his hell goop. But here, he's got, like, physical sunglasses that he bought at the store, so. Who knows? knows? Big difference. Big difference. Big difference. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But yeah, now you see he's kind of the man in the chair, because he's, like, he's looking up all these dudes. Because he's looking for a whole bunch of dead drug cartel members. Because that's how he knows that the freak is currently running rampant on all these drug cartel guys. And he's like, I gotta find the freak. And if there's a bunch of dead drug cartel, I'll be able to find the freak. No, I was gonna ask, is, is, that, um, is that the freak's main thing? It's just... I guess, yeah. I guess the, the freak hasn't been given much of a motivation besides the fact that he just does wild violence. He's a good guy. <laughs> he was a bad guy. Yeah. Now he's like a good guy, but he just like goes around and kills criminals like we see here. He used to kill for bad reasons, and now he kills bad guys for good reasons? Yeah. I don't know. It's a good question, though. Yeah. No, I got another question, too. So are there a lot of spinoffs like this? Yes. Yes. So currently, for all Spawn titles that have been published since 1992, there are, as far as I can count, 25 different titles that have been published since 1992. Most of them are miniseries. Only a few of them are ongoings. And then upcoming, we have like 11 more titles that are supposed to start in the next year or so. So it's it's almost like trying to follow Batman, where there are, there's so much Batman that it's very difficult to remember where you are. Yeah, no, okay. So, I mean, but does he plan on making other... Um... Completing the story, at least, or, or keeping it going with more episodes, for, with more issues. For Unwanted Violence specifically? I think that is... Yeah, yeah. I think it's just the two issues. <laughs> I don't I think, think it's... I think it's just the two issues, which makes it kind of confounding. Yeah. Yeah, because it kind of... It just ends with no... um, Because, you know, they're trying to... You know, what they're trying to find out, and it was still like they didn't... You know, they didn't find a file. They just It just ended with a bigger question. Yeah. Yeah, like, it ended with, like, there's, like, a whole warehouse of files yeah. or something. Which is which is which is the next episode, but it, it does kind of it kind of dovetails into the main story a little bit. But you kind of looking for these people. It's, it's a it's a sweaty transition from this to the regular, <laughs> to the regular title. So no, okay. So in the regular in the regular title, there is an issue of um, angels and demons living among us and spawn trying to find files to find out who's who. Yes, so that's in the that's yes. a regular. Okay, that makes sense. Because to me, it just seemed kind of um, weird to only have two issues of this for the whole year and then it end like that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, this is like a flashback to like a little bit earlier time where, yeah, it is, it, during this time, Spawn was obsessed with files and finding the shadow <laughs> players, as he calls them. 
It's almost like a deleted scene from the main title. They were just like, eh, we let's let's do something with this." Yeah, it's like they slotted it in there and something that had happened a few years ago. It kind of explains a little bit of it, but we're in Peru where we learned that some drug cartel people are stealing children, which is terrible, but I do like how this this one guy taking this one child just says yoink. Cuz that's not what you expect a kidnapper to say. Yeah. Is yoink. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other thing that's kind of weird about this story it's like an amalgamation of like like kind of like conspiracy theories yeah. like because it has the whole kidnapping or like just stuff that's like hot button political in america because like you have like the police stuff in the second issue and in this one you have all the child kidnapping which was like there's like that movie yeah it was really popular oh, yeah the the one that the sound actually, of thunder yeah, no not sound freedom, of thunder sound of freedom the sound of freedom. I don't know. People are obsessed with like child trafficking. And I know it's like, a, I mean, it's a bad thing. Yeah. But it's just interesting that like, it's just a weird thing to put in the story. It is weird. Especially the second part. I don't it's, know. It's well, the, anyway. The second part that we should, let's just run through the second part because it makes me very uneasy and I don't like it. But anyway, these kids. Yeah, so are, these kids are getting kidnapped and they're bringing them to this dude who's like. I, he's, I'm pretty sure he's the drug boss. So he's the, he's the, the, the boss of this cartel. And he he does he Epstein's them and well the freak doesn't like that so the freak the freak deals with it. But this is like <laughs> it's pretty gnarly. It's pretty gnarly. It's just like damn like it's just so funny they can't say fuck in these comic books, but you can have like a guy who's kidnapping children and like yeah Epsteining yeah. them. Yeah, but hey, at least at least he gets his comeuppance. I think that's that's what uh that's what makes it. If you were able if you were able to walk off scot free, then uh. That's that's when we get into a problem. And I like how the freak's just like mid beating this guy up and then Al just shows up and is like, hold on a second, I need you elsewhere. <laughs> He's like, can I see you in my office for a second? <laughs> I do love this reveal of the freak. This He looks like a pirate ghost. <laughs> yeah, he does. After he glued tape onto the guy's daughter's face. Yeah, that's wild. He glued tape? You don't need to glue tape. You do if you're the freak. And you want to make a you want to make a point. What do you think of the freak here, Martez? You think he's a little weirdo? Yeah, no, it's um, it, it's just um, a lot of the subject matter is a little bit um, it's a little bit it's a little bit different. So no, it's like it's, <laughs> a, it's he's an interesting character and everything. It was like you know I I like his character. I want to see more stuff with it. It's just this is just a very just the subject matter is just kind of crazy, and then they introduce you to it as that like like yeah. they open up with this. So you know I'm not. I'm familiar with the Spawn cartoon, uh-huh. but they just didn't um, didn't open up with things like this. So, so it's just an interesting thing, and it's just to show Spawn you like, what really does. going on. Yeah, this is this is a a pretty big departure from normally what they show in any sort of Spawn two, which is what makes it so so interesting to to read because it's like, wait, now where did this come from? Why are we diving into this particular particular topic now? Yeah, yeah. It feels like the I don't know, Todd McFarlane, the Todd father, had some kind of like just um, some dark things he needed to work out. Yeah, because I remember the Kincaid guy. Yeah, Billy. Kincaid. Yeah, yeah. And I remember drawing like a picture of him like back in the day. He was on a comic book, and yeah. I drew it, and just didn't understand like, oh, this is a weirdo type character that they probably wouldn't even make a cartoon. If they were to make a movie, he he would be. They would have to handle that with like uh, very lightly. Yeah, yeah, he would definitely be neutered if they made a movie. Uh, you could even yeah. say they'd have to handle it with uh, kid gloves. 
<laughs> you wouldn't want to say that. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, in the comic books, he, like, takes people's... He does finger paints where he takes children's fingers, cuts them off, covers them in paint, and slaps them on a piece of paper. No, I, I mean, that's the Kincaid person, yeah, not, that's, not this Yeah, that's, that's Kincaid, Kincaid in the person. comics. No, no, okay, yeah. But this guy, he just... um. This guy's just a nasty man. Yeah, I mean, but does it explain like, oh, he's half dead creature, he's a ghoul, or he just oh. he just used bad makeup? Oh, the freak. Yeah, he he drank a lot of high fructose corn syrup. Like, what's his um? <laughs> I think the freak is like actually that? a dead guy. Yeah, okay. I his backstory is very vague because it uh, increases the freak value of him. So he's basically just like a walking skeleton. He wasn't always that way though. When he first appeared, he was kind of a little more human. He's kind of like Eddie. The Iron Maiden mascot, where he started out looking kind of like a like a drug fiend guy, and just slowly morphed into a skeleton. Yeah, basically. No, okay. I mean, almost exactly like that. Oh, yeah, okay. he was created by Alan Moore. But yeah, this guy's kind of Billy Kincaid adjacent because he fucks with kids, and he's a a large man. It's a large man. Yes, yeah, uh, he's about to kill him. He's like torturing him. He's got his family here. His wife's hanging upside down. Yeah, but. The oh, I guess we we missed the big twist of it wasn't the the child before him wasn't the child that was collected off the street, but was in fact his own daughter because the freak did a switcheroo of the children, which is fucked up. Right, and like, yeah, it's just fucked up. It's like like the child then still takes comfort from this guy. Like what the fuck? What the fuck? I do like how he has a big a big red emergency button on the wall that he just smashes to have his his tactical team bust in. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of the Diet Coke button. <laughs> Do you know about that? Yeah. Yeah, that's the worst thing Biden did is remove the Diet <laughs> Coke button from the... Trump had a Diet Coke button on the desk at the White House. So you just hit it and they bring him a Diet Coke. No, oh, no, I didn't know that at all. That's yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, pretty funny. Just... Biden removed it. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, he probably needs Pedialyte or something like that. It's a different drink. But yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's not stuff. He probably does. Looks like David froze, but he'll be back. We'll just keep going. He probably needs Pedialyte. Oh, that's funny. That's a good that's a good way to freeze, though. Usually it freezes in an uncompromising spot. Yeah, you know, he's, so that, he's looking happy when he's frozen. Yeah, that looks good. Usually it freezes like it's like this. Yeah, you're like all ugly and shit. To those listening, yeah, was, uh, David yeah, Zoom is frozen, cool. and he'll be coming back. No, this is cool. I mean, but this guy didn't really get his comeuppance or whatever, because he just... He gets shot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He do seem to get... He's, like, he's somebody... like, you're blind, or he's like, I'm going to make around you blind. And, like, so he makes everyone blind, and then imitates his voice, and then they shoot him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, for some reason, I forgot about that. I just thought that he just got the freaking left, and I was like, that's it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, he's got his big big old floppy titties flying around when he gets shot. No. All right. Yeah, it was... I mean, it was just... A, a, not a lot got done in these episodes or these issues. Yeah. But it was still interesting, though. It, the art's know. really cool. Yeah, the art's cool. The art's different. I, I keep getting tonal whiplash from the heaviness of the, the subject matter that they're trying to cover. And... The light, breezy, super comical style of the art. Yeah, it's it is a little whiplashy. And then we go to New York City, New York inside City. the alleys of Rat City, which isn't even correct. Yeah, it's Rat Alley. Rat Alley. Come on, issue to issue. Well, but I mean, Come Rat on, Todd. Rat City is the name of that upcoming series. So 
It is. That's yeah. true. Then we, we get our opening reading where the freak is talking about cockroaches and then he munches on it. He's just like, hop, nom, nom, nom. Hop, nom, nom, nom. He likes to eat bugs. Classic shorthand for this guy's a weirdo eating bugs. I, I do like the the close up on him eating it looks like a Polaroid. <laughs> it's real fun. Yeah. It's real fun. Spawn eats bugs too. Oh yeah, he has to to because the the that's how the only way he can increase his necroplasm. You gotta eat the bugs. You gotta eat the bugs. I like eating I like eating fake bugs. I used to love You like ants on the, a log? Ants on a log, worm cup, or what is it, the dirt Oh a dirt, dirt cup? Hell yeah. A dirt cup. Uh, it's like pudding, chocolate. It has like, crushed up Oreos on it to look like dirt and a gummy worm in it. Yeah, yeah, and then like rainbow worms and stuff. Yeah, yeah that's good. That's good. I stuff. remember there was a kind of candy called Bug City. Bug City. And it was like sweet tarts in a jar, but you could use the jar afterwards to like hold bugs in. It was the idea. Nice. There were a, like when there were candy stores used to have a lot of bug shaped, bug shaped candies. Or some of them even had, like, the mealworms inside of the suckers. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. That was always so weird to me. I mean, it was gag gift stuff. Are you supposed to eat it? Yeah, you're supposed to eat them. Or you can eat them. And then the one with the scorpion in it, too. Uh, scorpion might be a little a little harder sell. <laughs> that dude's crunchy. And but they, they made them with scorpions inside of them. Yeah, weird. I don't know. Did you ever have any bug candy, Mortez? Or is that... No, I mean I've seen the no, I've seen the one with the uh, with the rainbow worms. I just never wanted it. I just never wanted to eat anything like that. <laughs> so yeah, it's no. And then knowing what I know now about bugs and shrimp and roaches and stuff, like they're basically the same. And then like when you watch the videos and people eat big bugs from around the world, and they say, "Yo, this tastes like shrimp." Yeah, you know, this tastes very similar to crab. And so I, I guarantee they taste the same. Yeah. Yeah, they're sea bugs. It's supposed to... Yeah. Uh, insects are supposed to be the protein of the future because they have a very low carbon footprint and they breed very quickly. So you can make a lot of them really fast. No. Yeah, I don't I don't subscribe to that. People that do that are <laughs> people that... Um, they I mean, don't I eat escargot. Like, I don't, but I wouldn't seek it out. Like, if it was put in front of me, I'd try it. But yeah. I'm not going to seek out to eat bugs. Yeah, I'd I'd yeah. I'd probably eat a big ass grasshopper if it was roasted, you know. Ugh. Uh, that gives you the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> what if it was like this big and you're like ripping its leg off? Well, then it would basically be like eating a lobster, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like a lobster. The thing that really freaks me out is when like there are those gigantic roly polies that live at the bottom of the ocean. When people cook those, though, that freaks me out. What are they called? I don't remember what they're called. I know what you're talking about. It reminds me of that scene in The Emperor's New Groove where they're at the restaurant and Kronk smacks it with a spoon and it just like rolls open and, and uh, Kuzco's like, uh. right? Uh, yeah. Sure. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I didn't see that one. Oh, it's oh, good. Saw Emperor's New Groove? It's a good movie. It's great. No, yeah. that's a cart- Isn't that a cartoon? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's a Disney one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got David Spade and John Goodman as kind of a, a buddy comedy. And Eartha Kitt, one of Eartha Kitt's last performances. Yeah. But okay. the freak, he eats any bug. He'll eat a bug burger. Yeah, there was like a there's like a roach burger, or like I saw something about a burger that was coming out that was like all bugs. Well there's I mean there's a there's a flower alternative that's just ground up crickets that you can buy. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll be living in the freaks world soon enough. Man, I have never been less hungry during a recording session because uh, oh, Martez usually there's lots of food involved in spawn issues, and so, so we're always hungry by the end of a record. <laughs> not this time though, no. Not this time, yeah. Just thinking about the bugs, not man, not doing it for me. Okay. <laughs> so they're just talking about wallowing in garbage, and the freaks like there better be a good reason that you interrupted me for while I was working. And it better be grand. And then Al's like, I got a, I got a jab for you. I need you to go do some filing. Or find some filing. <laughs> and the freak's like, he's like, basically, like, there's a, there's a mission that involves hundreds of children and those that love them. I don't know if he means the people that actually want to protect the children or, like, love them in a bad way. Well, this, since he does go to a, a, a children's cancer ward, I do believe it's, like, actual, the families of the children. Yeah. So since since the freak is obviously involved in protecting children from bad things, this is a very good mission for the freak to do. Yeah. And he says if things go south, he can do whatever the hell he wants. So that's what makes him be like, oh, okay, I'll go to that. I'll do that. And then we get, there's two kind of parallel things to these two issues here. And the first thing is the freak story with, like, assassinating the child killers or people that give ch- children cancer. Mm-hmm. And then you have what we open on next, which is like a, uh, there's a big protest going on. Mm -hmm. Specifically the Black Lives Matter protests, which were very big. It's implying it's like the protests of like 2020 or so. Yeah. So it's a couple of years after the protests kind of waned. So it's a little weird that they came out in the issues when they came out, but they were still on top of everybody's minds. All the people who thought that they were a bad idea were still blaming them for things. Which sucks, because those people suck. But yeah, there's some big protests, and then people start throwing bottles and shit. I never went to any of these brands when they're like protests like that. Yeah, I haven't. I've never that hardcore. These were the these were the ones where Lori Lightfoot weaponized the bridges. Oh, boy. oh yeah, these were like the ones where Lori Lightfoot took the bridges up. Yeah. Oh boy, wild. Yeah, no, it was all. Um, I mean, I'm just indifferent because I feel like these. People in this comic book are really people who are oppressed, and the people who are protesting in Chicago were all people from rich suburbs from neighboring states. Yeah, and so that's why you that's why you raised the bridges because a lot of them didn't know where to go. Yeah, yeah, they're not from Chicago. Yeah, so you just raised the bridges, and then they had to go back to the north side. Yeah, so that's you know, so that's that's the only this is the the one time I'll stick up for Lori Lightfoot and just be like, <laughs> the, the suburb people are the people causing this, not the people of Chicago. Yeah, this is raise the bridges. They're going to get confused and go home. And only the people who knew how to maneuver, just they knew how to get back to Bridgeport. But everybody else was just, yeah, you know, they, they had to go back to Lakeview or they called their parents to come get them. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this is it's a different feel. These, these are like real people. That's why it's like bottles being thrown and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, this is the real deal. Yeah, and this. Yeah, so that is different from that. Yeah. Um, but, no, yeah, it was, I don't know. I just think that's the only thing I think is funny that, Spawn went over here and kind of caused a diversion so that the freak could um, go to the hospital to, to do some stuff. And he just kind of just, you know, just kind of stood at this. Um, it, it was like he made the situation big because it was already big. He made it big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he definitely does. Yeah. He like escalates them or kind of de escalates them. But it's just the fact that they see him and they know who he is and then, and then it's that one part the the one negotiator is like can't you just disappear like that's what you do yeah just, just disappear from this <laughs> like he's saying 
<laughs> yeah, so I just the negotiator's not till the next issue though. So oh, oh, yeah. no, all right, I'm I'm confused. Yeah. Okay, we're getting so, ahead of ourselves. Yeah, so the the issue the issue ends on him dr- drawing all of the attention from the protests to himself. Oh yes, okay, sorry, right. but I still think it's um, I don't want to say it's unnecessary, but it's just like you know maybe maybe when you get more information and it's just like oh he did have to pause that diversion he's got you could say it's unwanted violence oh (laughs) so after basically just shows this protest it's getting a little wild there's gas it's getting wacky there's like horses trampling over people trampling but then we see the freaks mission Mm mm-hmm which is to, he goes to this hospital and he visits this young boy who's, who's dying of cancer. Yeah, he's in the ICU. He's he's hooked up to more machines than, you know, anybody should need to be hooked up to. And he's just kind of chilling out in the shadows there, kind of trying to survey what's going on. What is he reading? Well, so that's, um, the kid's mom is reading the Bible there. And he goes over and he just looks at, so that's apparently a page from the Bible that this kid's mom has. Uh, I have, I have never, none of the Bibles I've ever been around have pictures in them or else they would have been much more interesting to me when I was younger. (laughs) I had an illustrated Bible. Oh boy. I had like, it was like, it was like for kids. Yeah. I, I had the kids illustrated Bible where it was, it was like all of the stories were reduced to three or four sentences. Yep. I had that one. But no, she's reading the real thing. The deal. The big, 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 big boy. And he takes his rusty knife and he takes the kid's, what is that, a hospital band? What do you call that? Yeah, it's an ID bracelet. The kid with no name. They don't even give this kid a name. I, I got a side question. This happened This happened to me at my job maybe three months ago. Because that's a, what do you call it, that hospital bracelet? Don't say it's a hospital bracelet. Yeah. All right. And working in the service industry, we had this person come in with a hospital bracelet still on their wrist. Mm-hmm. And then he came in and asked for, they were just like, they asked for a menu and everything. We gave him water at first. And then I was just telling my manager, I was like, I don't know if we should serve this person if they ask for a drink, because they still have the hospital bracelet thing on. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's the, what would you, what would you do? How would you call it? They, at the end of the day, the person didn't ask for any water. They were kind of weird that they asked for water. They didn't ask for anything to drink. And I think they got soda, but it was just like, this is a whiskey bar. They got a, thing on their wrist yeah i you know i feel weird about serving i wouldn't i wouldn't know how to approach that at all oh boy yeah uh, i don't know either this, you know you've never you've never had to deal with that johns no okay there's this there's a reason i didn't go into a customer facing physician <laughs> I, I i would just be like uh what <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you gotta make Ooh, what is you this? gotta make quick decisions, and the like. Manager made the good call, and the person didn't get anything to drink. But I don't know what I would have done. I, just me personally, I would be, I would be like, you got other stuff to worry about. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't yeah. be having a drink. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, or at least snatch that shit off before you come in here. Yeah, but yeah, uh, you know, it was um, that should just make me think about it. I would say most of the people who would would be there for a drink, and it wouldn't be a problem, would have been initially like oh i'm gonna cut this off and make it seem like i wasn't just at some sort of center but i don't know you never know what's going on in people's heads or in their lives yeah i know wanda used to actually collect them because she's she's been to the hospital a lot and she used to be like i'm gonna keep every single one and then at a certain point it was like no (laughs) this is just garbage (laughs) yeah 
Uh, I noticed the the one thing. Um, all the villains are like overweight, <laughs> grotesque kind of people. Yeah, that's, that's hey, you you're hit right on the money. That's Todd McFarlane, baby. He falls back on his own tropes a lot, and one of the things he likes to fall back on is Big Boss, like. Big yeah. boss, both Physically in big. terms of size and importance. <laughs> yeah, Todd Father, he loves glasses. those big villains. Big this this guy this guy who's at the other side of the ICU from the the sick kid. Is, conveniently, conveniently is oh he is a wretched human being. He is like a a fucking pharmaceutical executive who just he's a bad bad man, Johnny. What does it say he actually did? Oh boy. So it doesn't say what he actually did, the story to get there. Oh, they poured all the chemicals into the... That's right. Oh, so yeah. So his his actual crime was poisoning the water table with his company's, you know, effluence. Yes. Trash. He was pouring shit into the river. But like the story they're laughing and chucking it up about at the beginning, I, I don't know. It sounds like a hairy dog story to me. Yep. And then he, he says something condescending about his wife and, you know, fuck that guy. And then he, he says something about, I hope I can get one of those nurses to sponge bathe me. And ugh, ugh. Nurses, nurses don't deserve a lot of the shit that they have to go through, Johnny. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, no, that's rough. Yeah. His name is Neil Gorman, head of the science division <laughs> for a biomedical conglomerate. And then he gets I've never, I've never had a sponge bath. I don't know. I me either. I don't know if I would enjoy it, honestly. What? I don't know if I would enjoy a sponge bath. I think I, I don't would think be, I would. I think I would be very uncomfortable. I think so too. Even as somebody who was on a swim team when he was younger, it still takes me like fifteen minutes of pumping myself up to be like, okay, I'm gonna go to the pool and I'm not gonna wear a shirt and we're gonna be fine. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not usually a I was I was always a shirt at the pool kid when I was little. Hey, sometimes you got to do it. Yeah, sometimes. SPF one hundred is what that is. <laughs> yeah, that's one. Actually, 1, not really, because depending on the, because you're normally gonna wear a well worn in shirt at the pool because it holds less water, and that means more sun can go through it. <laughs> yeah, it's only like SPF seventy five. Yeah. Yeah, this guy's just a vile villain, and the freak bandages him all up. Yeah. Just like coats him and coats him and then stabs him with a, I don't know what it is. He gives him some kind of, I wonder if it's the same trash that, you know, he was jumping into the the rivers and stuff. It might be. It's blue. Rivers is not good. It sets off his uh, heart monitor. Yeah. I like how the freak just plops the, the name badge or the ID badge from the child there. as kind of a yeah. like, this is why this is happening. Yeah, you killed. You gave this kid cancer, mm. and you're in the same hospital, and you don't even know. How dare he? How dare he? How dare he? Plop, plop. I do like how it says plop. So then they got a cardiac arrest. So everyone runs to his room to help him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the freak takes this time to look up the terminal youth children files, probably. Yeah. So he's looking for more people to attack because they've done more bad things to children. Yep. So and he's then, found the case files there. Yeah, and then it cuts. It cuts directly from there back to the city and the the riot. We've got a mother hiding behind a car, trying to keep her child safe. Also, it's like, what the hell were you doing? You know, there's a you know there was a protest going on down there. You don't bring a kid to that. Well, maybe you want to teach him your civic duty. Yeah, you know, 
Maybe they were just shopping. <laughs> Maybe. Could have been. Well, but they, they had a sign. They had the sign. Yeah, they had a sign. They were there for the social media. Because it, it comes down to just a damn cardboard sign, Johnny. The Todd Father spells it out very clearly right here. Oh, it, it, it shows them with a sign? Or they had a sign? Well, it shows the mother. No, it shows the child on the ground next to a sign after she gets, you know, run over by a horse. No, okay. Yeah. All right, I see yeah. that. I am just noticing that they do have on mass, so it's like the story is like a 2020 story. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely set back around that time because that's the time he was doing all the file stuff. Okay. He's looking for files for shadow players to find all the people. Yeah. Where so where are they at in the main story right now then? So th- this is kind of like a flashback. Yeah, this is like a flashback. Main story now is he's fighting over the throne for hell. Yeah. And so he's going down there with a bunch of other spawns because the clown wants to get the throne. And then another guy, Cogliostro, wants to get the throne. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so it's basically like they're all fighting for the throne of hell right now. It's basically a game of hell thrones. Game of hell throne. But there's only one throne. But that's about to culminate in issue 350, which is coming up here in In almost a month. month. Almost a month. Exactly. Which will be the longest running independent comic book creator owned comic book character. Right, creator owned. Creator owned. Creator owned, or written by. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember what the exact. I'd have to. I have to look up what the the actual I think it's creator owned. is. But I think it might be like independently published or something like that. Yeah, creator owned. I don't know. I don't know. We, we talk about it enough, and the Todd. Well, I think it's creator owned because it. it was David Sim was the one before it. Yeah, and that was creative owned. Creator owned. Yeah. They didn't sell it. But but yeah, so Childs gets run over by a horse and everybody's like, oh shit, oh shit. And then out of the fog of war comes Mr. Al Simmons with with just one question. He's just got one question to ask, Johnny. Who did this? Who did this? And then he gets a whole bunch of troopers aiming guns at him. And that's that's where it ends. That's where it ends. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the spawn power meter. Three one one three. You said it's the power meter. What does that do? That is basically his health bar for how much necroplasm he has. It goes up to nine 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 and goes down to zero 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 zero. All nines are all zeros, and so he's pretty pretty low powered at this point since it's at the threes. It has a very very convoluted history that they tried to adhere to very closely at the beginning of the series. And then kind of just were like, eh, whatever. <laughs> no, so how does he recharge it or whatever? Does he have to, he has to go somewhere and kind of hang out for yeah. a minute? So initi- like- initially he wasn't going to be able to recharge it at all. But then, so that way they could make more comic book issues. They found a way to, to recharge it. And the way he does that is he has to eat bugs and worms. The idea being since necroplasm is a hell power, if you eat beings that live below the ground and are never exposed to the light of God, that they're full of hell juice. <laughs> so he just like will go to a dumpster and eat a whole bunch of earthworms out of the bottom of it because they're full of necroplasm. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. No, but then it makes sense that they will keep making new spawns. Like, oh yeah, we made a spawn. That spawn ran out of energy. Yeah. Yeah. Because make another one. Yeah. Because the the original conception was that once he got to zero power, that he would die. But they got to that before they wanted to, and so they had to, you know, come up with a way to keep him going. 
that's one of the fun things about comics is after a while, sometimes you're just like, oh, shit. Uh, I ran out of ideas. <laughs> we need to change something. Yep. Yeah, it's just kind of a general thing yeah. that makes Spawn a little unique. Then in the back, you get some... Um, Process artwork from Mike Del Mundo. Which, which is, is cool to is see. Very cool, yeah. It's a couple pages of it. There's not even an advertisement at the end of this one, so... Yeah. That's Unwanted um, so that's, Violence issue one. That's Unwanted Violence number one. So the, the fun part now, Martez, is that at the end of all the issues, we rate them one to five. So we'll, uh, one of us will go first, so that way you get sort of the, the feeling for how we do it. But we got we to gotta rate this puppy, Jim. It's time to rate the puppy. So yeah, Unwanted Violence number one. It's kind of a, gives me the heebie-jeebies a little bit. It's a kind of a dark story, especially the part with like the children kidnapping and Epstein shit. <laughs> but I do like the art a lot. And I like a big swing, like the Todd Father's swinging big with this story. I like the freak in it. I like seeing the freak do his stuff. And I love the art on the freak is really great. But I'm going to give it three candy cockroaches. Three? Three out of five. Three crunchy cockroaches. Three crunchy cockroaches. Do you want to go second or do you want to go last, Martez? Uh, I'll go second because I feel like the fans fans don't want to hear me last. Okay. Just just because this is like my first um, intro into it, but I know it's more to come. And but the way it started off was just kind of weird, or it just the subject matters. And even with this um with this sample art at the end, it's just like yeah, we really had to paint the picture of um you know of the the degradation of the shit in Peru. Like they just showed like, oh yeah, we had to, we had, we had to redraw the temple room at least three or four times, you know, to get this right. Uh, you know, that's what just kind of they very just showing you the stuff. So I I'm giving it a two two out of five or two out of five or three out of five, just because I know I know the story's gonna get better and more exciting. And it's just like sometimes you're not here for the beginning, you're here for the payoff. I just know I feel like the payoff's gonna be like, oh okay, yeah, that file was a big deal. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you know, so I'm giving it a two and a half out of five. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, I agree with with all of those points. I, I I like I also like a big swing. The artwork is just incredible. I love the artwork, but I have to give it I have to give it two fat bosses out of five. Two because we have to we did get two we, fat we bosses two fat in this bosses. issue. But it's I have read this this single issue five or six times now and i still honestly don't know what's going on fully like even i as know we what's were, going on it took me a while i feel as we were going through it right now i noticed other things that they were like trying to make it easier to follow kind of where they were going and as i just completely blew past it i guess a lot of a lot of work in, went into it much like martez said like they were they were doing a thing and they were like we're gonna we're gonna get this going but it's awfully lopsided yes so. that's a good way to put it the art is great mike the window do a great job uh-huh. well uh so so that was that was this issue that was part one part one what, what does that mean that means that means the next time we we see you guys or you hear us we'll be talking about part two uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And Mar- martez will you be back for part two yeah yeah, yeah. If everything stays the same next week, yes, I will be back. Excellent. Yep, we're doing Excellent. next week. 
We'll be recording for part two mm-hmm. of Unwanted Violence. So we get to see where this conclusion goes, kind of see a little more. It takes like a big turn. Is about something that is hinted at in this issue, yeah. but you really get a lot of the police stuff. I definitely think I like the second issue better from what I remember, but I mean, we'll talk about it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I'm going to refrain from trying to analyze it at all right now. <laughs> yeah, it's a good call. But yeah, that'll be our episode next week is we're going to do Unwanted Violence 2. Mm-hmm. It'll be very exciting. So read it and come back and listen to us talk about it. Our shout out this week on Instagram, of course, is going to be Martez here, our guest. Mm-hmm. And you can find him on Instagram at DJ Sliderbite. Yes. Yeah. And we'll post in the link, but they're <laughs> posting their comedy, really funny stuff, reels, all kinds of good things. So make sure to give them a follow. Yeah, follow me. I'm trying my best. And uh, so, anything else to plug? Do you have any shows coming up or anything you're doing comedy wise around the city? No, I'm just hitting up a lot of open mics, trying to get back in the groove. Uh, so, I feel like I'm a month away from being like, hey, I got this show coming up and all that stuff. Excellent. Excellent. So, so yeah, just getting back in the groove. You know, you got to, sometimes you got to get back in the swing and make fun of people's mom and stuff. You just can't get back into it. <laughs> but now I got to get warmed up. Yeah, that's true. You got to go up there and go, how about that Facebook, y'all? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Facebooklet. <laughs> you know, like, I don't even call it Facebook, Facebooklet. Facebooklet. <laughs> yeah, because older people would laugh at that. Facebooklet. Old people do like a, a small version of a bigger thing. Yeah, so you got to be Facebook, or I walk up to a table full of old people. I'm like, are y'all TikToking? Y'all tickers? <laughs> Nobody at this table's talking? <laughs> I feel like, this, like is, oh, this is a show for me. I should be going. I should be going. Yeah, no, also- I try to do stuff for old, older, like dad jokes and <laughs> dad and mom jokes. They like that. Yeah. Like, oh, nobody's ticking here. Nobody's a talker. I'll be ticking. Yeah. <laughs> then they always laugh at that. I'm and talking. <laughs> yeah, see, they always laugh at that. I was just like, it's the stupidest stuff. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's great. That's great. That's my kind of comedy, honestly. Yeah. I'm an old man. <laughs> I'm getting there. Yeah, then I'm, oh, wonderful. I might work this Spawn material into some of it. Like, yeah, they're kidnapping <laughs> kids. Hopefully, where's Spawn at? <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the the fastest way to lose an audience there. Break invoking spawn because even even within our our age group, we're trying to be like, do you know about spawn? And people are like, uh, the movie? What are you talking about? What is this? They're like, kind of. I did have some people call like give me a compliment when I had my spawn hat on. Oh, nice. When I was at the movies, when I went and saw Godzilla minus one, actually. Nice. No, I I will say this though. Um, with the resurgence of everybody likes these new realistic hero books where they're just like invincible in the boys. Yeah. And so I just feel like Spawn was that before that. Like it was just like I don't I feel like you um you gotta strike while the iron is hot or one of those like these are basically like these shows wouldn't exist if it weren't for Spawn, like Invincible and you know, sometimes you got to test the ground, and what's the one? Kick ass. Yes, yeah. Uh, most yeah. most of them literally wouldn't be around because they were image properties to begin with. And the very first image, well, maybe not the very first image book, but image was started so that way Todd McFarlane could make a book that he wanted to make the way he wanted to make it. So, yeah, they wouldn't be around. That's true. Yeah, yeah. and he definitely brought the superhero into that darker mm. realm in the '90s that, like everyone eventually kind of copied and did yeah yeah because they they never had to comply with the 
the what's it called the CAC the comics code. Yeah, he didn't have to. He didn't have to follow the comics code at all because by then the code was voluntary, uh, and he could just be like, "I could, I could show a fat guy getting strung up with chains and stabbed with toothpicks." Yeah, I could do that. R.I.P. Billy Kincaid. <laughs> no, no, no peace for him. No, rest no in pieces. Pieces. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> um, what else is a good one? While you're on Instagram, following Martez. Mm-hmm. Be sure to give us a follow. Uh-huh. Yep. We are regarding Spawn Pod at Instagram. At Instagram, yeah. Uh, that while, Instagram. <laughs> while, while you're there following both ourselves and Martez, give Brian, our, our music maestro, a follow. Brian underscore Voyles underscore 27. He's a, good, he's a good guy. He's a good guy there, Brian. And if you want to reach out to us, we also have email. Mm-hmm. It's regarding spawnpod at gmail.com. If you have any questions for us or want to tell us we're wrong or tell us we're right or tell us anything. Hot takes on unwanted violence issue number one. Let us know. If you got any hot takes, let us know. Uh, um, if you send us an email, Johnny will read it on air. And if you send us your address, we'll give you some stickers. Speaking of, Martez, we need to organize getting you some stickers. I'll get you some stickers. Next time I see you, I'll give you some respawn stickers. Got some stickers. All right. Yeah, yeah I, work, I work on my OBS so I can just have it in the background. All right. I can just... Yeah, I'll probably have like the. I'll see if I can get the animation of his cape. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, then I can have that in the background. That would be awesome. That'd be good. That would be... <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, that's always the. That was always the the defining characteristic. You gotta love the cape. The cape has a mind of its own too. So sometimes it just like does things that it's like, wait, what is it doing? Well, the cape knows. The cape knows. It's like magic carpet on Aladdin. <laughs> Um, Although I think I think the cape could totally push that boulder out of the way to escape. That's the one thing it's got on carpet. Yeah, the cape's pretty strong. And I don't think it freezes in the snow either. All the way at the ends of the earth there. Is that what happens with the carpet? Oh yeah, it does yeah. freeze. Yeah. Cuz that's how Aladdin finds it in the snow. He steps on it and it just goes boing. Oh yeah. We talk a lot about 90s child stuff on the show Martez, so <laughs> Hey, okay. Spawn is a 90s child thing. It is indeed. It is indeed. That's how I originally fell in love was the movie and looking at the toys at the toy store. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So we'll see you guys next week for Unwanted Violence Part 2. Yeah, yeah. And we'll see Martez again next week for Unwanted Violence Part 2. Hell yeah. Yes, you will. Yeah. I guess until then, Johnny, Martez, may the scorched be with you. And also with you. So to explain, the Scorched just spawns like the Avengers. They're oh, called the yeah, Scorched. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why David says, may the Scorched be with you at the end of the episode. Oh, okay. Those are his people. I, I was just going to say bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that works too. That works too. Yeah.